You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Al McManus here from Ask For Entertainment. Entertainment, not able to speak. Hope everybody had a great Christmas. And once again, gearing up for Shiprock here, January 22nd. We'll see you in Galveston. Happy New Year. Let's do it. Welcome to Making Waves, the Shiprock podcast. Part of the Sound Talent Media family, and welcome to episode 69 to help us end out the year that is 2021 that we shall either, well, bring close to our bosom or want to push away as far as possible and quickly as possible. So we'll go into 22. So listen, we couldn't think of really a better artist to help us kind of usher out the uh, this year because he's had a hell of a year, super busy. So please, everyone, welcome Matt from 0936. Welcome, Matt. Appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man. So, as I mentioned, you've had a busy year. You were putting out singles through the year, and then your album, been on the road, been playing festivals. What was your takeaway from uh, 2021? Uh, yeah, I- I've never um, I never toured before, ever. So, my first, uh, my first tour was in July, and um, the first tour offer we got was from Shinedown for like the thing. And my agent called me. He's like, yo, uh, we're going to do the Shinedown tour. Let's, uh, we're going to do that whenever that was, September. And I was like, okay, great. But we've never played any shows before. So I was like, is there nothing like happening before this? And he was like, no, nothing. And then literally like a couple, maybe like a week later, Lee from Pop Evil asked if I wanted to go on his tour. And I was like, dude, please, please. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and uh, it actually went way better than I thought. So thank you for Lee. And uh, it's really interesting because you went out, obviously, I mean, Shinedown is one of the best live albums. I mean, live albums, live bands going right now. So it's super, super hard if you're uh, if you're kind of new to the game to get in there. But I mean, such great teachers and you can watch them in their interplay. But also Pop Evil, great younger live band. So quite honestly, that was a win-win for you. I just got lucky that someone would uh take a chance on me so soon. I just want to cuz I know and not even for any reason other than we only had like seven or eight shows with Shine Down. I was like we're going to start it and then by the time I'm done I'm be like I'm comfortable to play now and then it's going to be over. So I wanted then then they offered like it was like 40 shows or something it was insane. So we did that and um uh, ended up he was very helpful helping me get my footing and stuff together so uh yeah. That was a 
lucky timeline for me. Well, not only those tours, but then you're doing these festival shows where you're sitting and you're looking at it 20, 30, 40,000 people. So yeah. Yeah, you went right into the deep end of the pool, my friend. Yeah. And, and I also, once again, got lucky with the timeline because it, uh, my song Adrenaline was doing well. So then people actually wanted to see me at the festival. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was just, I got, it was, uh, I was just like in, in the right place at the right time this year. Thankfully, I don't know what, I don't know what I did right to anybody, but. Do you want to hear something really weird that just hit me like a ton of bricks right now? So I'm sitting in Mark Jackson's house. Like this is like a year. Yeah. Great. Awesome. dude. Uh, And I'm sitting here and we're working on something and he texts me. Oh, sorry. He gets a text and he's like, oh shit, that's dope. I was telling him about how much at the time, this is 2019. You know, I was like, oh man, this fucking dude, you know, I heard a shit, you know, uh, the, mm-hmm. the song at the time, I think wasn't the end. It might've been, actually I have it written down in a note, but I'll get back to that point. Mm-hmm. He says, so this guy, that dude you were talking about, he just text messages me and, and he just got a festival offer. He's going to play his first show. So he was like rooting for you, you know? Mm-hmm. And then that festival fucking played. It was, I think it was louder than life or whatever. Yeah. So we're so now we're talking about it right now. It's yeah. weird. I just thought about that. Yeah, he's the best. Yeah. He's the best. So so to, to add on to what um, Justin was just saying. So you went pop evil, shine down, and then neck deep, right? An yeah. Incredibly cool, vast, different sides of the, of the guitar rock and roll spectrum. And yeah. then you went and did your own headline correct? Uh, starts in, in March. Okay. Headline starts in March. Got it. So then you didn't, so what the dates that I saw, those are the, probably the neck deep dates. Uh, yes, that was, um, November to December. Okay. So you just got off that. Yeah. Can yeah. I ask you a question specifically about the yeah. time frame? Do yeah. all those shows play? Like did none of them canceled? They're all. So actually my band and crew got COVID 11 shows into neck deep. And then we had to drop off the rest of the tour because we couldn't clear protocol. So were you, you didn't do the Detroit show, right? I did. I did. I did play the Detroit show. Shit. It's right next door to my house. The Royal Lake Music Theater. I did play that. I, show. I thought you weren't on it. I think so they Jack, played Jack. every show except the last two. Okay. They ended up, so, so we ended up, it was 29 shows. We ended up playing 11. The timeline was a little bit askew because we played like eight shows and had to go play Welcome to Rockville and then come back. And we missed two shows because of the that. And then it was like two days off. And then we played three shows. And then we and then we played two more. It was like a long thing. But we played about 11 or 13 shows out of the 29. Um, and then we there ended up being a, a like a weird COVID protocol thing where my guys kept testing positive past the 10 day quarantine period and venues didn't really like that. And then they were giving them problems. So then we just ended up having to drop off, but then they ended up dropping off the last two shows. So those last two shows in general didn't happen. And I played up until uh, St. Louis, I think, or the day after that or whatever it was, but I did play Detroit. So So you've been fucking crushing. And that was where I was, I just thought about it that you were here, but yeah. Okay. That's a lot yeah. of touring to be doing in, in such a crazy year to begin with. And on top of that, yeah. to be your first round of touring, that's yeah, very unheard of. Yeah, crazy. I know. I know. Now, one of the stuff is that with you just finally getting on the road and, and being attacked actor, and you have material out prior to the year, mm. in a lot of ways, a lot of music fans dream because now they're in from the ground up with you. And the, now you're, not, yeah. you're no longer someone they just 
oh, well, he's been around for years. I finally discovered him. I'm like, now they're going to grow with you. So this is such a benefit yeah. to you as an artist because now you have this groundswell that's right there. And uh, that's, that's a very unique position to be in. You know, we always yeah. have these acts that have been groomed and everything like that, and now they're ready. But you just went right out there, man. You just threw yourself out there, and I think fans can super, super certainly appreciate that. I... Who knows? All I know is I, I was just like, I'm not going to turn anything down. And especially, I remember when the the time came to, you know, the Pop Evil thing and then the Shinedown thing and then the Neck Deep thing. And then uh, everybody was like, I don't think you should do 70 shows this year, bro. Like, you shouldn't do that. And I was like, if we don't have shows next year and I didn't take these shows because 70 in six months was too much, I'm going to be pissed. So, well, yeah, I, you never know. So then, So then we took them all. <laughs> you know, you know. that's Yeoman's work. It's funny. I've been reading this Van Halen book, and they were talking about doing twenty-five shows in twenty-six days. And I'm thinking, you know what? That's rock and roll. That's road work. That's a road band, right? You're out there every night gigging. I so, mean, yeah. I don't know how his voice box didn't fall off. Oh, but. <laughs> he had a pretty good guitarist to kind of cover the holes. So, yeah, my guitar well, is really good too. I'm gonna lean on him. <laughs> you <laughs> should. Listen, like, one, yeah, I didn't take the course on this one, dude. Well, well, notice about you. <laughs> I do lean on him, actually. Go ahead. One of the things people definitely notice about you is you do a lot of great collaborations with with acts. Mm -hmm. And someone who keeps appearing in your life is Travis Barker. How did that relationship uh, formulate? Uh, so my my manager that I've been working with since twenty eighteen. Uh, is friends with his manager, and then we sent him the song, and he was I, okay. So I didn't know this. This is okay. So I don't. I've never talked to Travis before, um, and I guess they sent him the song. I didn't know they sent him a song. I think they originally sent him the end, but then like it didn't work out with his like time, you know, scheduling and stuff like that. So then we sent, and then I, I, but I never heard back. Um, and then they sent them in my hands. And I didn't even know that he heard the song. And then he just DM'd me on Instagram. He was like, yo, bro, did you hear the song? And I was like, I certainly didn't. So if you want to send it my way, please do. He's like, yeah, I just tracked the drums myself. So let me know if they sound good. And I was like, they sound great. So he sent it over to me. I didn't, I didn't even know that he ever heard it. I knew like my manager was like, yeah, we're going to try and get Travis on this. And I'm like, that's great. And then he just DM'd me. No other. And uh, so... I mean, so that's how that went. You just go to artist to artist. You cut out a lot of a lot of the time delay, you know. So it's, yeah. yeah, that's that's true collaboration right there when they just yeah. put it on the sly. That um, must have been a weird feeling though. Just thinking about like imagine opening up your Instagram, Justin, and like you know whoever you're you're literally talking about potentially doing something with. It seems like it's you're you're writing a a, a novel with right. The, just anybody who off the top of your cuff that's like your dude. And you have no idea what's happening. And all of a sudden, they're just there. Done. And, and I don't have... Like, uh, are you real? Is this the real person? Am I getting trolled right now? That's what I, I, I don't even like. have notifications on either. So I could have just completely missed out on the DM. Like, I checked it at the right time. I, like, so I don't know. I was... I, I looked at my Leave Instagram. Leaving dangling like out Travis, there? This is like yeah. Travis Barker. And I was like, hmm. Interesting. So you say. <laughs> yeah. But at what cost? <laughs> yeah. You know? That's great. <laughs> So your new record, if you don't save yourself, yeah, the song "The End." That's such a great song, and it's so, it's so, it's got such a relevance. But it's so, it's got that '90s vibe, right? Yeah. But it's so relevant to what's going on today, and the just the cross pollination of genres and stuff like that. I mean, 
obviously people could reference point like maybe influences for you, but were there influences outside of like people go to Lincoln Park or Pia or whoever they might drop? Were there, is there any influences you're like, we might go, wow, holy shit. We did not- yeah. My, my number one influence, uh, is Meek Mill out of like everything. Um, that's the reason I started making music. Um, and that would be my number one. Number two, so influence wise, I would say he's the reason I started making music. So that might be a little bit different than influence, but he's the reason I started making music. Kanye and Lil Wayne are like my two favorite artists mm-hmm. ever. Um, especially Kanye. And uh and then obviously I listen to all all metal stuff. My first CD ever was I th- I'm I might be lying about this, but in my memory, it's three dollar bill and uh and uh Chocolate Starfish were the two CDs my brother had at the time that I got given to me. Um, so, but then I'm like, eh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, so that and uh, and Volume Three and the uh, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus Don't You Fake It album were like the first like collective of CDs. Oh, and the first and the fifth, not the first Buck Cherry album, the second one, Fifteen. And I'm sorry, and uh, Us and Them by Shinedown. Those are like all the CDs that like my brother had, my dad had that I ended up with. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's yeah. so funny with the the, the Limb Biscuit thing is you skip right over the album that really broke for a significant other. That was like the big record. I don't them. remember him having that one on CD. Like I had all of those songs on LimeWire, but I don't remember having the physical <laughs> copy yeah. of that. Unless LimeWire. Am I wrong here? <laughs> uh <laughs> what what is the actual insert of the uh not the insert, the actual like the print on the CD? He's is stopping. It it's a no, 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 that's no, no. $3 bill. Oh, sorry. That's $3 bill with this, where it's like this and it's a red and it's a bunch it looks of like graffiti on the front of it. It's red. No, the no, significant no, no, no. others, the bl- it's got blue. It's a blue. No, no, no. I know. I know what they look like. Oh. I'm talking about the physical CD, the printing oh. on the physical CD it's on silver, the actual disc. Silver on it. And uh, then you flip No, it that up. was like an alien ship. I did have that one. <laughs> He's fucking going. Dude, uh-huh. the fact that we're talking about compact disc CD yeah, colors right now uh, is like the best conversation uh, I've had all fucking year. Lime wire. Lime wire, too. I was just watching a fucking Kim.com documentary right before, like yesterday. Dude. I got to find the, the actual. It was this one. So it was, okay, this, I, for, so Chocolate Starfish uh-huh. was this one. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. That makes sense. You know, that, Starfish, you know, as much as, is the band was kind of loved and hated back then. Starfish is such a great progressive record almost. It's like a, not a prog rock album, but it's such a progressive record in the scheme of Limp Biscuit. A very well, mature record at times. Yeah, people, I saw someone one time uh, like classify my music like on Twitter as progressive metal. And I don't think they meant progressive yeah. metal. I think they meant metal, pro- like, pro- pushing it forward <laughs> like yeah. i don't like think they meant like, you're rock. Love <laughs> yeah be a little cool <laughs> um no but uh yeah so i think they meant like progressive metal like metal that is progressively going in a different direction well with, with those influences you just mentioned or people that inspired you obviously that helps us kind of better understand where you came to in your music yeah, so that's it's strange that. that you didn't mention Eminem, and I know that it's probably something that you're sick of hearing from back, you, you know, in those. Yeah. Early, now I know the song. By the way, the song was called. I just I just found the note. The song is called "Before Come Through" because I do love uh-huh. that song you did with No Love. Yeah. But it was uh, left. Uh, sorry, is it the left? Uh, left alone. Leave a light on. 
Leave the light on. Mark produced And I was like, one. damn, Mark this guy. So I literally thought the verse, the first verse of that song when I heard it, it came on like my Spotify. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. No, I, I'm, I'm from Detroit. I'm here in the Detroit first, right now. The first one <laughs> on, the first, the singing verse on Leave the Light On? It sings the, on the first verse. It's the, it's the, well, then it must have been the set. Wherever you go hard. There's a third verse. There's a bridge okay. verse. Yeah. yeah. That thing was like, oh, he got it. Whoever this is has Eminem as a feature on it. <laughs> yeah, I get it for sure. It's hard for me because I know me. Like I'm the mm-hmm. one recording it. So I'm not like, oh my God, this sounds so much like something else. Right. Um, but I think it's, I, I don't know. It just must be the, 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 the rapping. Cause to me, I don't, I don't know. I hear it. Like it's I just the it. aggression. It, it just took a moment. And then, and then it, I never thought, heard it really again. But for, for me, I also at think that that's point, the other thing too. I think that's the, the other thing is, uh, you can hear a lot of, like the first time you hear something, be like, oh, this sounds like exactly like this. And then you're, cause it's the only other reference point, which is fine. I don't, I really don't, you know, I don't know. And then I just started listening to all your stuff that was out. I think it was like two singles or something at the time. And I was like, yeah, Mm -hmm. it doesn't sound like that at all. It was just that one time I thought it was like a, a, like a feature. I was like, who the fuck am I? I, Anyways. I do enjoy the fact that people would be like, I didn't know this was one vocalist. They'll be like, I literally thought there was three or four people on the song. So I tried. (laughs) Yeah. You, uh, you certainly haven't pigeonholed yourself that the album has something for everyone. And one of the songs that took me was the song tragedy. Cause I was like, you know what? I listened to this thing. I said, anyone who's like, and take this as you wish. Anyone who's into Post Malone will dig the fuck out of this song. I'm into Post Malone. So you thank go. you. <laughs> so, I was like, man, this sounds like something Post he would have done. Um, yeah. yeah. So kudos to you on that. I mean, it's a wide array of stuff. And I, you bring in such a unique audience for that because you have metal, you have the hip hop, you have the alternative and you have the acoustic, you know, number for the, the romantics out there. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Anytime I get, uh, into me me and my producer no love and middle child whenever we make anything we're just like this can't sound like the last song we made they can't like we can't do that because we already did that and so i feel like that we don't go in with like a specific set of rules to be like oh we need that you know this one needs this thing we'll just be like it can't be the same thing as the last song and i feel like that's what kind of creates the umbrella but like you said there can be a like a a rap song and then a metal song and then uh, like a new metal song and then a post Malone ish song. Uh, and it would all, it's kind of all that same umbrella, but it, on one project, it's not like this doesn't, this is so out of place. It's not like now that's what I call music. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny you mentioned it. Cause I was like, you know what? Fans nowadays are so accustomed to just putting on Sirius or Spotify and it's just a playlist. Mm-hmm. You're basically giving them a playlist. It just happens to be by the same artist. Yeah. All these different things. And because, People get so bored so quickly. It's like, I already heard a rap song. Oh, now he's doing a rock song. Oh, now I get bored real quickly too. That's why all my songs are like two minutes long. Yeah. I mean, listen, I love I love a band that can find a signature sound and, and stick with it. But if those bands that can really sit there and, and pivot on each song and do it with authenticity, not something super special. So, Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank so you. It's special, Bare Bones. Yeah, uh, that's what. Good call, Justin. Thanks, bro. On the oh, same brain. Last week we spoke with Bones UK, and they dropped uh-huh. a, uh, an acoustic EP. Uh-huh. We were just talking about the way that you can take your source material and and turn it into something completely new. Um, and it takes a lot of guts coming out of that pretty pretty early in your career. Yeah. So once again, my my producer, no love for the middle child. He's um. He's classically trained in cello, and uh, 
he plays piano and guitar. He plays, he does every single, all of my songs, except for Adrenaline and Leave the Light On that Mark and Ian did. Um, he does all of them. So we just were, we rented out a studio that had a bunch of instruments at it. Milk Boy, do you know Milk Boy? Uh, down to, and, yeah, on 4th Street. And um, so we didn't use one instrument that had electric, like electricity attached to it at all. So if you plugged it in, we didn't use it. Um, awesome. on that entire project. So it's all live strings. Um, did you reduce? Yeah. Well, yeah, probably. Did you reduce? Uh, <laughs> we did. A, there was a couple 12 string acoustics in there that we did. I don't think we used the drum set for anything either. So all of the drums were like either bongos or like shakers or maracas. It's like, it was all everything. Yeah. That's awesome, by the way. I, I had no idea. Uh, and you, you're saying no love. You're, you, you, okay, so you guys went in there with mm. the space, into the space, with that space in mind, I would assume, because you're, yeah, you yeah. know, when you're going there versus like, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you've been to Mark and Ian's place, great mm. spot, but you, you can't record strings in that room, you know? No, we do, though. We recorded the adrenaline strings in there. Interesting. I mean, yep. that makes sense. <laughs> but, the, you know, like, I guess in my mind, I think I hear a bongo or whatever it is. And I'm thinking about what is the, you go in, the, in my experience, you play a bongo set in the room, the room that sounds the best for a bongo mm. set. You know? Yeah. So. It was, we were pulling everything out of their closet. Did like everything. We filmed the whole thing. We put the whole thing on YouTube. But uh, oh, yeah, it's a, uh, it was like a week. And we just did the whole thing. There's a certain great vulnerability to basically not being able to hide behind electronic sounds. Mm -hmm. And uh, how does that work into your nerves as you're doing it? Um, I, I don't know. I, I think I, it doesn't. Because like he, he uh, Andrew, no love for the child. he's so talented that I know he's not going to steer me wrong. So if he's like, it sounds good, then I'm, I'm all, I'm, I, I, you know, I'm very anxious. I'm a very anxious person. I have terrible anxiety. So uh, as long as I got someone being like, yo, this is cool, then I'm good normally. It's like that same thing. Whenever I um do it, like whenever I do a show, the way that we structure it, at least for the opening slots, is I come out, I have a song called Two by Two, and I come out to that song, and it's just me rapping on a piano for two minutes. And I know Neck Deep crowd, I know Pop Evil crowd, I know Shinedown crowd is either like, Yo, this is sick for the eight people in there that probably like rap, like, like rap music, rap music, and then the rest of them are probably like, "Yo, fuck this guy, get this guy." Out of here. <laughs> uh, and then my my band walks on like one by one, so like my drummer will walk on, <clears throat> and he'll play, and then my guitar player walks on, my bass player walks on, and people are like, "Oh, this is a rock show." When I start screaming the hook, so that's great, man. You add a little bit of a cinematic feel to the whole show. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it's it's nice like building it. It's not just like, hey, here's everything at one time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I I got a question that's kind of like is, is steering us back here. Mike, I'm gonna take a quick commercial break. Oh yeah, that'll be a good segue in. I'm gonna yeah. go get a water. So give me two seconds. Perfect, perfect. All right, guys. Well, right now we're in the midst of uh, making waves, episode sixty nine here with uh, <laughs> Matt from zero nine three six. And if you joined us, welcome and. Besides putting on this great podcast, uh, we also have a pretty kick-ass vacation called Shiprocks. Uh, this January, January 2022, we'll be on our 12th voyage. Um, Lamb of God, I Prevail, Steel Panther, Bones UK, and this gentleman right here, Matt from Zero 
1-800-273-8936. So if you guys are still interested in coming on, we do have limited uh, cabins still available. So you can go to www.shiprocks.com and pick up one of those. And please join us because it's going to be a hell of a good time and a great way to start off uh, full year 2022. Anyway, with that said, we're going to get back in our conversation with Matt from 0936. Chad, you had a question. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I want to take us back to like... Uh... You know, before nine three six. Yeah. <laughs> um, I already know, probably know the answer of why there's a nine three six. But mm-hmm. uh, before even getting there, you were starting your career in Philadelphia, where you're born and raised, like uh, yeah. in the playgrounds where you spent probably yeah, most yeah, yeah, of your yeah. days. Uh, Thirty so minutes outside you, of those playgrounds, but yeah. yeah. Uh, so when you when you started doing what you're doing in general, you mentioned earlier that Meek Mill was the reason why you wanted to start making music. Uh, how did you actually apply that, uh, the wishful thinking and, and where did you, what was your first like bona fide, like this is going to work or like, I really think I have something here feeling. Like, dude, I'm still worried. Like, I'm not even kidding. I'm like, yo, this is going to suck if this doesn't fully work out. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I well, like never uh, change. I'm sure. Just you I know hope, that. I <laughs> hope it doesn't because I think that's when people lose like their their drive. Like I think Kanye is just as good as he is because he's always like, I need to be better. I need to be the best at what I'm doing. Um, but I don't know. I, I I was putting out songs for years. Me and No Love for since 20. We started making songs together in 2014, um, and I was making songs by myself before that. And we were getting no traction on anything. We started putting out a song a week. We got no traction on anything. And, uh, dude, my, I think I have like bad allergies or something. Jesus. Bless you, by the way. That was a very sweet mute, by the way. I was like, oh, damn, very respectful. Thank you. (laughs) And, um, and then we ended up putting out remixes and then they just got, they ended up like getting put up as like Eminem. Like, I didn't do it. It was like some foreign YouTube pages were putting it up as Eminem, like, remixed. I was remixing, like, all the Cardi B songs and Lil Pump songs and stuff like that. And um, hmm. and then it started working, and uh, we started putting out a song a week with a music video. And then it plateaued for, like, two years. Nothing happened after that. I gained, like, however many subscribers. I was making a living off it. I quit my job. And I was still making enough money to quit my job off of streaming. I had like 500,000 monthly at all times for like two years. But it never progressed. I couldn't sell a single ticket, nothing. And I had all these songs I was making on as a side project, a bunch of like metal rock songs that we were already making. And then we just were like, we have to delete everything and start it over. And then it ended up 2019. Met Mark and Ian, did leave the light on, put it out. It did well. and then. Huh. See, that would have been like the least likely of what I expected. So I was completely wrong. Uh, but I love being wrong. There and, it is. And when you were in, so I'm assuming No Love, your producer, is also from your area, Philly. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I'm so, from I'm from outside. I live in uh Bucks County, if you know where that's at. Yeah. And I then do. he lives in Cheltenham. Okay. So you guys just had known each other from like, how did you get to even know each other at that period? I was like just doing ciphers and stuff like in, in Philadelphia before all this stuff. And then I met a guy who was like kind of Vian famous at the time. And then he was friends with Andrew, no love. And then 
I saw him on his story doing like playing guitar solos. And uh, I hit him up and I was like, hey, you should add guitar solos on my stuff. So like early like 2014 or early 2015, if you find any of those songs, like I was singing. Dude, what is going on? It's the ghost of uh, Shiprock's past. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I was singing like um, Three Days Grace hooks and stuff on songs. Okay. So we were doing like rap songs with rock Got it. Elements that we we led like it was crazy. Yeah, that sounds interesting. It's so so cool that the, that you were so close with somebody who was able to like not only get what you, you you were you were doing, but also get where you could go. So that's that's a huge huge piece of the puzzle that most people spend twenty years of their career trying to find that uh, that piece for. So yeah, and. Um... Like the song "Just Like You" by Three Days Grace, I was singing that hook as a bridge, as a pre-chorus on that song, and and um, Adam followed me last year, and he was like, "Hey, big fan of Adrenaline. I like your song stuff." So I was like, "Hey, I just want to let you know that I completely stole your hook <laughs> for a song like five years ago. It had like ten thousand streams. I will, if you need the money from me, I understand. Yeah, you know, I don't want to. I don't want you to sue me. Sense. Yeah. So." <laughs> I, I think I, I think I'll probably owe him like 80 bucks. <laughs> so if he wants it, I let him know you can have it. He did not claim it though. He's a nice guy. All right. Speaking of nice guys, hey, welcome everyone on Facebook who are, have joined us now. Uh, welcome everyone for our final making waves of 2021. And uh, we're here with with Matt from 0936, who'll be joining us in January 2022. So Welcome. Thanks for spending your Wednesday evening with us. And if you guys have any questions for Matt, please throw them in the thread. We'll get to them um, and we'll carry on with this conversation. So, so the next next lot we were talking about earlier before we went live that you had not played a live show until this year, essentially, at, at, with a band. And mm. uh, well, I guess <laughs> primitively. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you did it in the middle of a pandemic and then you did it a lot in very massive spaces. Very cool. I would shit my fucking pants every single night if I was stepping out into an amphitheater uh, and be like, I haven't done this, but the, uh, yeah, where I'm going with this is the next show you will play will be for us on, uh, on a cruise ship. How do you feel? Have you been on a cruise ship? Yes. I've been on like four um, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I did not expect that. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. And they're great. I've never been on a carnival. We, I've done like three Norwegians in a Royal Caribbean. So, first off, is there a casino on this one? Is there, like, is, will it be operable? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. You, okay. Well, what's your, do you guys play? Either you play? Yeah. Roulette. What's your game? Roulette. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll blow Chad's horn here. Chad was uh, obviously Van Wilson from Detroit. And uh, mm -hmm. they came on early in the Shiprock experience and became almost kind of a house band. In a lot of ways, so he, uh, him, and the band—they were huge for us. We had this great Super Bowl uh, ship rock that was coincided with the—I think it was the Seahawks and Patriots uh, game—and they played our halftime show on the stage, and that was fucking great cheerleaders chaos. So yeah, it was good for him. Now he's hosting the damn thing. So there we go. Full. Yeah, I'll um, I will be losing money in the casino with you, son. Do you play craps? There you go. Uh, no, you can teach me. All right, all right. I was correct. <laughs> Well, yeah, that, you did. I mean, you sounded great. <laughs> uh, I, I haven't played craps. No, I have no idea how to, but you can teach me. I will. I will uh, teach you. One thing I was going to mention, and I'm sure uh, Justin can uh, 
Uh, that's awesome. Thank you very much. I'm excited about that. Actually, I've, I've literally never been able to come up to somebody with f- like full confidence be like, I don't know how to play this game. Can you teach me? Well, uh, yeah, uh, no, I got you. 100%. Tight. That's my game. So I'll be there most of the time. I'm like, hey, Matt, my man. Yeah, yeah I, dude. I'm, I, I like teaching people how to play. So Excuse me. This is my spot. Uh, but I wanted to tell you something very specific. I don't, what are these cruise ships you were on? These four of them? Were they um, a three, music experience? No, no, just regular like vacation. Okay. Well, then you're you know what you're in for for as far as like a moving ship vessel is concerned. Uh, I was going to scare you a little bit about being on a stage whilst the ship is moving, but you'll be just fine. I'll be all right. You'll be. You drink booze? No, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> never have. Yeah, good. I, good for you. Yeah, <laughs> you might not be just fine. <laughs> uh, one of our ship rockers, Angel, wants to know, and, and it's, this isn't showing favoritism. It's just what city would have been your favorite cities to tour through? Ah, uh, um, I I liked San Francisco. There's a lot of homeless people around there, though. I like San Francisco because for like five reasons. There, there's a just they have the new Supreme store there and it's not crowded you can get stuff there. So that's a, that's a plus. Uh, they had a huge mall that had like a Nordstrom and all that shit in it. So that was another plus. And then they had an in and out and I love in and out. So that was a plus. Seattle was cool. I saw a space needle. Don't know why it's called the space needle, but it's cool. I looked it up. Still don't really understand. Um, I love Arizona. I would move to Phoenix if I could, but my family is like, nah, so no. Um, what else? Uh, I don't like anything humid. I fuck. I hate humid shit. Um, like Pennsylvania is like, it's like humid, you know. But it's it's like I'll tolerate this. Um, so Florida, you're like you're not about that. Uh, dude, I almost died at ninety eight Rockfest. I almost fucking killed myself. I swear from, to God. From humidity? Yeah. <clears throat> or just from heat yeah. in general. Too hot. It was yeah. too hot. Humid I remember. It sucks. I was. Speaking of uh, being on a cruise before, I was on an island. This is not the same question, but those that was a short... That was a good... I feel like I answered that, right? So you're saying San Francisco was your favorite place to play? Uh, no, Portland was cool, too. Um, <laughs> so I like North LA, West, too. I the, live in LA. I lived in LA for like two years. I like LA. Yeah, hey, it's Matt, I, I live in New Orleans, dude, and this is basically... Like, oh, yeah. It's the portal to hell. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I, I wanted to go to New Orleans because my favorite place in the world is Raising Cane's, and I want to go to the first one. So, you know. The original, what, what is it, Justin? It's a chicken place, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> My favorite place in the world. Hey, we you, are not answered your question about Space Needle. She goes, there's some super smart people that go on these threads. Space Needle built for the World's Fair that was space-themed at, the, at during that year. See, I was looking it up, though, and I, and I, I don't know. I feel like the guy... <laughs> The guy, the architect is, he's a fucking, I don't like that guy. I haven't met him yet. I don't even know his name. I haven't read much about him. I don't like him. I hope so. I hope he's alive and well, man. He has a restaurant up there, apparently. So I can meet him and tell him that he fucking sucks. Chad, tonight's great, man. We're getting a lot of questions. Uh, Melissa wants to know, who was the inspiration, if you want to give it, who was the inspiration if I'm not? Oh, uh, so that was one of the only, like, sessions that we did in the pandemic at all, like, in person. Oh, okay. Um, with Drew Folk, if you know Drew Folk, I know Drew very well. <clears throat> he was like, "Hey, haven't been out of my house in two weeks," and I was like, "Me either." He was like, "We should do a session in my place." I was like, "Let's fucking do it." So 
we made that song in like four hours and we had a bunch of like um other lyrics that were more politically charged but i was like that's not me but it was just the time and i was like and i was really into the you know supporting all this stuff of course and um the original the original lyric was like i'm not searching i'm not searching to be a victim like you know the whole that whole thing but then it would just kind of turn into the same idea of I'm not searching for forgiveness. You know what I mean? Being like who you are is who you are. And that's kind of how that came about. But we didn't want to hit it too head on. People be like, why are you speaking about this type of thing? You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, I want to just say something really quickly. Uh, I think the question I would have is, do you start your songwriting process when you're in those particular situations? You know, like I'll take a Drew, because we just talked about it, uh, where you're co-writing with, uh, uh, another person um, and you maybe do or don't know each other and you're going into a room and I've been there so many times and I've been on the other side of it with, with somebody so many times where I'm like, okay, I have music I want to show them and we'll build off of this. Or I have a top line chorus idea that I want, or just a, even just a, a foundational version of the song. What do you usually start with? So for example, with, with Drew, <clears throat> he's like the most talented person on the face of the earth. Uh, <laughs> he's literally like, he's produced like all, all of the best albums that I've heard in a while. He's produced them. So I was just kind of like, Hey, you do what you think that I like about your stuff. And let's get, and let's do that. So. Cause he's pressure. You're you like, know, what do like, I like about your stuff? True. Let's do it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was like, and kind of just like, but what would that mean? for me because you know because right. he really likes all of the rap stuff that i do and i like all the metal stuff he does so it's kind of just like what would you and then you heard the song manic by wage war yep crazy out of here yeah so hey, we two for question a when's the next ep gonna come out and b who do you want to collaborate with next um next ep i was trying to it just didn't work out but i wanted to get it out for march but i think like june I would imagine June. I would hope that June would be the one. I want to get another song out before the headline tour on March 2nd. Um, but Corey Taylor is the one I've been trying to collaborate with. And I know he likes to collaborate. So someone got to know him at some point and tell him. I'll say what's up. We'll give him let him know. <laughs> someone let him know. <laughs> someone let him know. Or Kanye. But that's way far. That's way far out. Okay. But I... You know, I'll count my blessings. Hey, there's uh, a lot, of, a lot of Ice Nine Kills fans here, and they want to know how that collaboration with Spencer came to be. So Spencer's the nicest guy ever, and he followed me on Instagram, and I was like, "Hey, dude, you want to remix this song?" And he was like, "Fuck yeah, I love that song." And I was like, "Hell yeah!" And then <laughs> <laughs> that was it. He was just like, "Cool, I'm gonna go track it." I was like, "Cool, man, you go." DMs. The DM is working out for you, dude. Fucking hell yeah, the DM is sick. <laughs> Dude, seriously, like that's a pretty, I mean, that's a pretty great tool to, to like, not only to, to, you're able to utilize it in such unique ways, but I, you know, when I started making, I'm 38 years old. And uh, when I started making music and I wanted to collaborate the first times ever, I had to like go to the hall show in my shitty fucking town yeah. and stand there until the end of the fucking show and be like, all right, while they're loading out their speakers from the PA and be like, Hey man, could you help me record this song or do you want to feature Here's on the, you know? Fucking... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that sucks ass, dude. Sorry. 
<laughs> Especially when you're like, damn, motherfucker, never even yeah. had to pay that five dollars for that BFW also. Yeah, so that sucks. Uh yeah, I don't I tried I tried with Ollie and Jordan from Bring Me. I haven't gotten a response yet, but we're waiting on it. Wow. Yeah. I'm waiting on it. That's if another one too. Chris if your 22 wants- is anything like your 21, man. Maybe you'll get that DM. Hey, Chris wants to know what instruments you play. Fucking guitar poorly. That's about it. <laughs> To be a, a songwriter, that's all you need to do is play hey, guitar poorly. <laughs> I m- I used to play guitar when I was a kid. I can write riffs now. There's a couple like I wrote the adrenaline, um, the acoustic part on adrenaline. I don't okay. play it too poorly. I'm just I'm just fucking around. It's not great though. Uh, and uh, I used to play when I was a kid, and then I just was oh, I was like, yo, I had this thing when I was like 12. I was like, I can't do both. I, can't, I either got a rap or I got to play guitar. And then I picked rapping, and then I ended up picking up guitar again later. But and little Wayne did it, so well, Wayne did it. <laughs> he also skates, so. yeah. <laughs> Who knows? He does skate. I mean, you know, like it's net, you know, like you could be like, Yeah, I want to play the bassoon, you know, it's not too late, anything's possible. Mm-hmm. Not now, I'm not, you know, I, I, I've honed in on at least one thing, <laughs> yeah. Just show up on stage with a bassoon yeah. and see how that goes, like okay. right off the bat, opening, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I played, I played, I played adrenaline, uh. For like a live show one time on guitar while I sang. Oh, which is great, awful. man. I hate doing that. Dude. I'm never doing it again. People, uh, I will say this, like I, I felt this, I, I grew up playing guitar. Justin, do you play guitar at all? I can do like just riffy shit. <laughs> okay. So I, I grew up just learning how to play Nirvana and the Toadies. Those are my like fundamental, like fucking basics of the, being in a band. I never really played guitar live in any of the other bands after this one early band that I did play guitar in. And then I was like, I want to do it again. It was awful. Like the last band I, we, I was in Wilson, the, uh, the last record cycle, like, oh, I would play guitar like for one song on, on, in our, in our set sometimes. And I sucked so bad, even yeah. though I go, I could play it at home. I played at home all the time, but people who are into what you're, you're doing, they l- will love it no matter what. And, and oh, it's, a, it's a special moment to be vulnerable like that. I think in general for, for an artist to come on stage and be like, yeah, I'm a fuck up. We all fuck up. Who gives a shit? Let's sing along together. Cause this is why we're here. You're not here to hear, see, hear me play a, a pentatonic scale in perfect uh, synchronicity with my uh, yeah. guitar player. You know, the one time I did play uh, adrenaline love, I fucked up the chords, but anyway, um, so, <laughs> there yeah. you go. People are like, you fucking rule, dude. Like, dude, this is fucking sick. Like, this yeah. is awful, dude. <laughs> um, Justin, am I am I am I taking us too far away from the uh, the crown here? Should we go lean into our own versions of me, uh, of walking the plank? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and uh, listen real quick. Thank you, everyone who's been throwing questions our way tonight. It was really great as far as the questions. There's a lot to ask for. We probably need like another twenty minutes to get to all of them, but we got to the we got to the beefy one. So, thank you, guys. Well, we're going to do a little bit of walk the plank right now uh, with Matt. So, Chad, if you want to go ahead and and uh, throw yours out there, yeah, I'll do mine, and then we'll do our, the the artist one after yours, um, if, if that's cool. So, it's simple, man. Uh, it's actually a two parter. First part is uh, Pastor Gino's. Neither. Okay. <laughs> then my second part is uh, D'Alessandro's of John's. D'Alessandro's. Okay. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. I'll go to Alessandro's. John's is sick too, though. Yeah, I mean, you said Alessandro's. Ken no takes back. Yeah, so. I will take it back, but Alessandro's too. John's sick too. Good. My question is this. Other than anything by Meek Mill, what's your Desert desert Island album? Jesus. Really? Okay. 
Justin goes, early. Okay. <laughs> I should have picked a longer album. She would have ate a heartbreak, dude. Yeah. I should have picked a longer album. That's not longer either, though. I think it's the same time. Really? Yeah. I feel like what's the 808s? 12 songs? Uses 10 songs? Jesus has longer songs? Oh, you're right. I mean, who, you are right, I'm sure. But do you think that like a shorter versus a longer album, Justin? I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah, if you're going to have one album, a yeah, if I'm going to have one album, I'm gonna, that's why I'm thinking. Uh, Late registration. <clears throat> I don't know. White album by Beatles. To if I get right? yo, if I get lost at seeing the next two hours, bro, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be pissed. I didn't figure this out right now. I'll get Fish back Live, 1999, something like that. That's probably like a. <laughs> <laughs> a box, uh, set, box set of widespread panic count. <laughs> yes, dude. College <laughs> dropouts an hour sixteen. He's looking at the time. Late registrations an hour ten. <clears throat> oh, graduation 54. We're staying away from that. 12 songs on 808s, 52, like I said. Uh, Yeezus, 10 songs, 40 minutes. So you're going with late registration, right? Is that what you said? I don't know, man. I'm going to get back to you. If I get lost right. in the next two hours on an island, I'm going to be fucking heated. You're going to be I like, figure this out now. dude. Should have figured this out back then. <laughs> All right. So here, here's what's up, dude. Like uh, this, this question I'm going to ask you is from last week's guest who had no idea who this week's guest was going to be. Okay. So I'm going to ask you their question and then you're going to pose the question for next week's guest who you have no idea who that's going to be. Okay. So, Do I get two points for guessing who last week's guest was if I don't know? I mean, I'm going to tell you right now. You just don't know who next All week's right, going to cool. be, and they didn't All know right. who you were that you were going to be here. They just I was trying to gain extra points. It's cool. You have extra points, sure, sure. Uh, okay. Who was last week's guest? Uh, I got to hear the question first. Okay, uh, what calms you down before taking the stage? Uh, that was I prevail. <laughs> it's Bones UK. Very, very far away. <laughs> you already said that. Shit. <laughs> yeah. I could have got two <laughs> points just by boy earlier. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know. 40-minute records. Uh, yeah, but yeah. the question that they had for you is, what calms you down before taking the stage? Um, that's what I was saying earlier. Nothing. I, like, have to do... I didn't get to that part. I have to get, like, a reaction first, or my anxiety never never stops. Okay. A reaction... To, like, see, I have to oh. see people be like, yo, I don't hate this. And then I'll be like, thank God. And then I calm down. <laughs> what if, what, okay. In the case of... Have you ever been booed? Then? No, but I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. It happened and to I'm me. Like, and awful. I'm like, dude, if that I was like, dude, if that's me, I'm gonna fucking, you know what I mean? You'll never forget it. Now you just plow through that shit. <laughs> I am just joking around. Uh, if so, you get booed, you just be like, open the pit. And then you just start <laughs> swinging on everybody. You're like, oh yeah? Well, I hope you, I oh, yeah, see oh, you yeah. do better. Or something like that. fucking open the pit then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you get to ask next week's question, uh, a question of anything that you would like to ask to our guest for next week. And you, you can't know who that is. Okay. Do you guys know who it is? Yep. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. We got to do this right this second. We got to figure this out. Can we collectively mm -hmm. figure this out? That's seven no. minutes. So, uh, oh shit. All right. We can go back to it. Come back to it before we, we circle back. Um, <laughs> we'll go who, just because I'm looking at myself in a camera right now, we'll go who's best, uh, best. And if they don't know this answer, you got to kick them off the show immediately. Uh, who's the best attitude era wrestler that they're out of all of them? Who's the what? Best attitude era wrestler. WWF attitude, attitude era. It's like 96 to 2001, maybe 97. 
don't 97 to 01. Well, wasn't that wasn't Mr. Attitude like wasn't he like a late 70s or early 80s guy? No, He's the attitude era was like Kane, Undertaker, Stone Cold. It's when all this shit was cool. You know, and I'm looking at myself right now. Did and if it's fair fall into that category, yes. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, oh. all right, I wrote like, it. Is so, it Chris Jericho? Best? Is it gonna be Chris Jericho? I don't know. No, <laughs> I was like, dude, that's fucking crazy. I asked that question, huh? If it was, <laughs> it did. I would be so a fucking afraid of because I have to ask him this. You know, yeah, yo, you. So, Chris, who's the best attitude era? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, who's who was the best? WWF yeah. Attitude Era wrestler. Yeah, because I'm not trying to hear fucking, dude, I'm not trying to hear any, I'm not trying to hear Jake the Snake. I'm not trying to hear none of that shit, bro. No, no Bushwhack bros. I get it. No, skip that you shit. You know what? But without giving away, the guest next week is totally going to probably hit this one out of the park. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. And I figured my chances on this were good. <laughs> That's why I was like, I'll ask it. And everybody else does ask <laughs> something. Ted DiBiase. Yeah, Million Dollar Man. I knew that was coming. I knew that shit was coming. <laughs> it really makes up for that 40-minute Kanye record that you're putting yourself in. It does. Check for it. Fucking Christ. Hey, uh, yeah. Oh, no, you already answered. Okay. No, Conor McGregor is MMA. He's not the same. No, but Conor McGregor is awesome. And I have a pair of signed gloves. So Really? Yeah, it's framed. I don't have, a, I don't have it in here, but I do have it. I'm what telling him. Those McGregor, let them know. <laughs> hey, <laughs> tweet them. Screaming at him from across sure the press line. Sure I'll see it. For a million dollars, would you go three rounds with him? With who? With McGregor. No. Okay. No, I wouldn't last three a rounds mil? with McGregor. You wouldn't last ten seconds. It'd be over. Well, then, what's, you're, you're knocked out. You're unconscious. That's worth a million bucks. You know, one thing that... So, I'm a, I'm a huge UFC fan. And one thing I don't understand is I'll watch these dudes like Max Holloway. I don't know if you guys know UFC. Or am I just ranting? Am I rambling? Uh, our, our, oh, yeah. Our listening right, so, like, Max Holloway or someone like... like um, I'll just do Max Holloway if you guys know who that is. They'll stand there and they'll... He, I'm pretty sure he's absorbed the most shots and also taken the most shots. Now, my point to this is and what is the conditioning? Because a normal person, one Max Holloway hit, you're fucking toast, bro. It's right. over. You're, you're toast. And I don't know the conditioning that you have to be in to take 300 Max Holloway shots in a round. That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, where's the threshold? Is that what you're like, saying? What are you doing in your free time? Partners. I mean, what are you doing with your free time? Building up that callus of a head from sparring. Must be. I don't know. I don't want a callus in my head, bro. On all the CTE, I'm worried about them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, hey, man, I have to, I have to tell you, um, I don't want to callous on my head either. So I <laughs> totally understand. So, so let's, you know, let's keep let's keep ourselves callous free and stay out of the ring. Cover up any kind of scarring so you're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, you heard of Mao Tai. Is it Mu Tai, Mao Tai? Muay Thai. Muay Thai, yes. Uh, Melissa wants to know if you obviously have heard of Muay Thai. Yes, he has. And yes, Melissa, as far as a meet and greet, you're, yeah, he'll be doing a meet and greet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, listen, Matt, we've had you for about an hour, but, and we really appreciate your time. Well, um, new EP next June, hopefully, and collaboration hopefully. TBA. I do have a few that are very exciting that I have not put out yet. And, you know, and it makes me wonder why more people don't do collaborations, but 
Uh, you guys can find those on LimeWire, is that correct? Yeah, FrostWire <laughs> too, I think. <laughs> so we got, I can't wait to see what color your 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 CD is when when it comes out, bro. Dude, I have. It's just the album cover. I didn't have enough time to design it because I do all of my I do like all of my merch designs and um, design like Hollywood and Dead's merch and some Papa Roach's merch and stuff like that. So like I wanted to do a CD design, but they were like, "Hey, we need to know if we're printing this right now because it's pushed back like six months. So we need to get it in today." And I'm like, "Okay, here it is." <laughs> oh, so you 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 do have an actual? Physical I do copy? have physicals out. Yes, and but I don't have vinyl because vinyl is pushed back till December 2023. It's crazy. What? I want to yeah. shoot myself. Why? I don't know. Wish I knew. If I knew, Dude, I'd skip the line. Put yeah, it you remember those ships? Oh, yeah. That, that ship that got stuck? Also, <laughs> I remember, <laughs> I remember like three years ago, I was at a mall. I was at King of Prussia Mall. Uh, you know what that is. Oh, yeah. And uh, the guy was like, yeah, so the thing about vinyl is there's only three vinyl presses total. Like, and at all because it's so dangerous to press vinyl and shit and i was like well or something about pressing vinyl is dangerous and explosive or something i don't i don't know it's a a very specific yeah i didn't listen enough but i listened enough to know (laughs) that it's dangerous and there's like three people printing i'm sure that's multiplied because of the demand i'm sure there's a lot more presses but even if you open double the amount of presses that's only six think about it so. You know, like Dark Side of the Moon's into like its ten thousandth pressing, and I'm sure that, that come on, can they chill? No. <laughs> if if Pink Floyd didn't have to press it up again, maybe somebody else would be. If they didn't have to press, press, any, they didn't have to press any fucking vinyls, I would have my own vinyls. Now. I got one word for you: cassette. Go cassette. You, oh, dude. You single-handedly can bring back the Walkman. I will bring back the Walkman. I'll bring it back. I'll I'll single-handedly also be the only person using it. Yeah, oh. I'm putting a, I'm putting a tape deck in my oh. motherfucking car. That's yeah, how I'm hard I'm going. No, dude, you're gonna strap your boombox to the front seat like it's a passenger, like we used to with a bungee cord. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll, dude. Uh, also, that reminds me. Back to Lee from Pop Evil. He's supposed to get me one for the for the for the bus, and he never got me one. Boombox. So, it's like a thing that you can like hook up Bluetooth, but it like looks like one. I never got one. All right, I got a bone to pick now. Thank you for reminding me six months later. You're welcome. Appreciate I love it. bones. Yeah. Anyway, so we'll see, so see you in about a little over three weeks, and we're stoked to have you. Thanks for joining us, man. And Absolutely. I think people are going to be totally blown away who haven't seen you yet. So thank we'll you. Look forward to it. And uh, yeah, awesome, bud. Thanks so much. Thank you, everyone. Uh, Shiprock Land. Thanks for joining us tonight. Be safe this New Year's Eve, and we're going to see you guys here shortly. And thank you for joining us, and thank you for making us part of your 2021. It's been a blast. And this is a great way to end 2021 for some making ways. So we'll see everybody out there. Take care of yourselves. And we'll do this again next Wednesday. Happy New Year. See you soon. Well, it drops Monday, 9 a.m. Eastern on Spotify and all the other places you get streaming stuff and over at YouTube. So thanks, guys.
Hey, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road.